It's literal hell. <laughs> I told you that. I just wanted to record that I voted for doing this indoors. <laughs> she said, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> Welcome back to Fine Gina Marie. Today we're in Lecce, Italy, and we are on the rooftop of our Airbnb. It's hailing here, <laughs> and it's really cold and windy. But this is for you. We want to show you the real Italy, and doggone it, we rented this Airbnb with a rooftop spot so we could enjoy it. We really haven't gotten to yet. So on first entry to Lecce, it was really kind of a surprise. We didn't know what kind of city it was going to be. We didn't know how small it was going to be, how big it was going to be. And it really was very different than the other places we've been in Italy. So initially, first impression was, wow, this is not what I expected. We really didn't plan for how much the weather was going to impact our stay here. And we also weren't prepared for some of the issues that we had with our Airbnb. Well, we heard so much about the Puglia region of Italy that we really wanted to experience it before leaving this area of the world. So everyone's seen the visual of Italy as a boot, and the Puglia region is the backside of the boot or the eastern side of the country. The Peninsula Solentino is the spiked heel of the boot, and Lecce is actually in the lower half of that spiked heel. We'd originally intended to visit at Christmas in order to see the paper mache mangers that Lecce is famous for, but our plans had shifted, and so we didn't get a chance to see it then. So, as Kevin had said earlier, we definitely wanted to see it before we moved out of this region. And we have a bunch of expenses that we'll talk about how much it costs here and our happiness or sadness about that. Yeah, because this is definitely the off season. <laughs> so we got in around 8 p.m. and it was a Monday night and it was deserted. There was nothing around, but we were surprised by all of the very grand Baroque uh, buildings and how gorgeous everything looked. The cobblestone streets were wide and generous and smooth. Yeah, fairly smooth for the whole thing. What were they called? Like a golden tile or something like that? Uh, golden sandstone. Yeah. Very beautiful, very nice to roll our suitcases on. I had forgotten that Leche is referenced as the Florence of the South. So I was expecting it to be more humble and not nearly as wealthy as it looked. So we were a little confused when we started looking at the architecture of the buildings. We were wondering if these buildings were actually as old as they looked because some of them looked like they were like crumbling or falling apart and other ones looked fairly new. And then we found out later by our tour guide that Lecce stone is really a very soft stone. So when you see some of the decorative Baroque features kind of smoothed over and falling apart, that's because the stone is just that soft. And when you see them fresh and new, it's because there's a lot of restoration going on in Lecce. It's really a very beautiful city. So even though we didn't see a lot of tourists, Lecce depends a lot on tourism. Yeah. And in fact, that's how the city can afford to continue to restore um, all of the lovely buildings. And after we got settled in, we did do walks around Lecce, and it was very nice to see that most of the city had smooth areas to walk on, not that many hills, and it was bike paths and walking paths that were really very easy to get around because some of our cities have been narrow, narrow paths. I mean, there are certain streets that are much more narrow, but in general, the, the main areas of the city itself have very wide streets. In fact, we've seen a lot of people riding bikes and there's even an area where you can rent a bike, which always is an encouragement in any city we've been in. 
Yeah, and the bike paths aren't formal in a lot of places. They're kind of part of the sidewalk, and then they go in the street. But at least they're making an effort. Well, they are designated as actual bike paths, so that's a plus, more than we've seen in some cities. This is also a university town, so there's um, plenty of bars and activities for uh, people who need to decompress after the long school days. Yeah, we were told by the tour guide, yeah, if you want to go to this section of town, it's very lively. There's a lot of young people. I said, well, that kind of knocks us out. Just, oh, no, you're very young at heart. You're doing a great job. We haven't been there, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> so when we got into town, it was fairly late at night, like Judy said. and But it's Italy, so it, people eat late at night, yeah. and that's a norm. Yeah, we were told if you eat before 8 p.m., you're kind of a tourist. So we figured, well, you know, this is 8 p.m., we're getting settled in. We'll just go out and get some food. And It was 9.30 at the time. It was 9.30 by the time we got out. But it was still Italian time, and there was... No so, one. No one out. And and the restaurants, we kept walking up to them, and they were, were closed. Or, you know, one we walked up to, and they said, oh, no, we're not open tonight. We'll open tomorrow. And we were just wandering this town trying to find a place to go just to get some food. And what did we end up with? Two choices, a burger joint and a pizza place that had, like, half a pizza sitting there under hot lamps. and so we Which like, is where we went. Yeah, it's like, yeah, why not? Let's just get the pizza. We just need something in our stomachs, and we'll figure out what's actually open in this town tomorrow. So it turns out a lot of people actually have second homes and aren't here in the winter. So that's part of the reason behind the fact that there are a lot of restaurants closed for the entire season of winter. I can't imagine why they're not. This is just lovely with the hail and the wind. <laughs> They're missing out on the best and brightest part of yes. <laughs> the season. To be fair, to be fair, we know a lot of the world is cold right now. A and lot colder than probably us. Yeah, 5 degrees Celsius or 40 degrees Fahrenheit is not as cold as a lot of areas. But frankly, with this wind that's 45 mile per hour gust, it's pretty darn cold. So now that we've had a few days under our belt, and now it's the weekend, Friday, Saturday, much more of a bustling attitude and... Uh, street musicians and a lot of people wandering the squares. It definitely feels a little bit more what I expected it to be. Right, and when we went out to get coffee and uh, have some pastries in the mornings, the restaurants are actually full and lots of people in the, uh, the courtyard areas. On a Saturday morning. Yeah, it was really nice. There's an expression, cold hands, warm hearts. I will tell you my hands are freezing, but I will also say that these are some of the warmest hearted people that we've come across on our explorations. In fact, there was a woman that thought we were actually new neighbors moving into the neighborhood and she was telling us in Italian how much that she's right over there. If we need anything, there's, she does her, she's the one that's doing her laundry. Um, like just so sweet, very, very pleasant. And everybody has just been incredible. One of the things that surprised me was the fact that there are ancient Roman ruins here. In fact, there's a huge amphitheater that's in the middle of town that was dug up by Mussolini back in the day when he was trying to make everything in Italy look more impressive. And they moved actually the, the square of the piazza over just so they could have this uncovered and remove some buildings. There's also a Teatro Romano that's a much smaller theater that would be used for plays and small concerts. One of our tour guides had mentioned that she had used that space with her mother and you basically just brought your own pads and sat down on the stone steps and they took a plank and put it over the stage and recreated modern day 
art in ancient surroundings. So that's pretty cool. In fact, both of them are in use today. We also went to the Museo Fagiano, which was uh, uncovered when a person was trying to create a restaurant there. And as you do when you dig down in any part of Italy, you tend to find history. And it turned out to be a family home with a lot of different rooms and even tunnels that led to other parts of town. It was pretty fascinating. Right. It's a 2,000-year-old history, and he turned it into a, a private museum, which is the only private museum in Leche, but uh, pretty ambitious that somebody would make it their life's, life's work. Uh, obviously, the trattoria was abandoned, <laughs> and um, we all benefit from the preservation of history. So one of the things we miss not being in Italy is the ability to just go out and get a cappuccino and a pastry in the morning. The pasticcerias here are wonderful and plentiful and a lot of outdoor seating. One of the things that makes Italy a bit different than a lot of other places is that their breakfast really is more of a pastry and a cafe. Kind of makes sense because there really isn't an American breakfast of eggs or anything else. So there's a ton of bakeries with exactly the atmosphere that we're looking for. Yeah, we were looking for those kind of places in Athens, and they all wanted to feed us big American breakfasts, and maybe it's more tourist-based, but I enjoy a nice cappuccino and just a pastry. It's good for me. <laughs> so one of the most popular pastas here in Leche is the orecchetta pasta, which really is like an elephant's ear. And it's the one place that we went had had it served four ways. And it was the only pasta outside of lasagna that they had. So you could get it with a tomato sauce. You could get it with Parmesan cheese. You could get it with ricotta or you could get it with... festival. But the intention was for you to get it. <laughs> yeah, also on the menus, surprisingly a lot was horse meat. You know, I, I get it. It's just another animal that you cook, but we never ordered it. <laughs> In a recent video, I shared with you some of the things that we look for when we're renting an Airbnb. Somehow or other, I totally disregarded all of my great advice for the sake of this gorgeous rooftop balcony where I just envisioned us having cappuccino in the mornings or an aperitivo at night. Well, it's freezing here, so we haven't used it at all, which is why we're here now. But uh, there's some other things regarding this Airbnb that kind of didn't work out how we expected them to. First of all, we got here and the person buzzed us in. We walked in the front door and then looked and it was ancient stone stairways going up in a twisting pattern. I went, all right, no lift, Jude? <laughs> I said, she goes, well, yeah. I said, well, which one are we in? She goes, well, we have the rooftop, so I imagine the top one. <laughs> 46 <laughs> steep stairs later. <laughs> yeah. And steps that change height as you get up to their third level. So we're walking up the, well, she actually went up and got the tour from the person that was showing us around the Airbnb while I, lugged the suitcases up the stairwell. And I, st I was just cursing under her breath. We did this long time ago in London and said we'd never do this again. We'd never get a, a walk up without a elevator. Or if it was a walk up, we would get like one flight or so. This was, this was one of the things we said we'd never do, but you know, it was good exercise every day. We, we got our workout. Right. In fact, I talk about that in uh, one of my blog entries if you want to check it out. Yeah, Judy's Journal. We'll link it below. So this Airbnb cost us $428.78 for a, a week. week. And that's uh, we got a 5% discount for staying uh, the week. $61.25 per night. 
So Airbnbs have gotten a lot of bad press lately because of some of the locations that have really high cleaning fees or unexpected fees. And you can now flip a switch in the portal so that you can choose Airbnbs with all of the fees built in. So if you're looking for something that's, let's say, under $70 a night, you'll get a better guess of doing that as opposed to how it used to be where that stuff you didn't see until after you chose the property and then got sticker shock. But overall, we were happy with our cost for eating and dining. The cappuccinos are much cheaper here than they are in other places, like two and a half euro per cappuccino. That's not bad at all. Uh, you can get a pastry for a couple euro and your whole breakfast, you know, is just not that expensive. Also, pizzas are much cheaper here, six to nine euros if you're getting some meat on them. Like there's actually pepperoni on these pizzas. Which Actual pepperoni in English, not pepperoni yeah. in Italian, which basically means peppers. Yeah. And normally you get salsiccia, which is ground sausage on top, which is spicy. But this was sliced pepperoni, which was surprising. We got a half liter of wine that was four With euro. Food. Yeah. And, you know, the wine was good. <laughs> not, not bad wine at all. And a lot of the meals, the pastas, were like six to eight euros. And, you know, if you got some meat on things, that was up to 10 euros. And the really extravagant things were 12 euros. There really was a lot to enjoy here in Leche, but I'd prefer maybe to come back in maybe May or in September, October, where you could really enjoy some of the uh, atmosphere a little bit more and not have to battle the cold. <laughs> and the wind. <laughs> and there were some other areas around this Puli region that they were recommending, our tour guides were saying, you really should go visit these small towns. They're, they're very drenched in Italian heritage. But, you know, we just didn't have time here. Well, and we were cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> spending the day um, getting around didn't wasn't ideal for us, but it definitely is a place that we would love to come back to and explore a bit more. If you've enjoyed this video, please consider liking it and subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to know more about Finding Gina Marie, go to findinggenamarie.com. Got lots of information there and Judy's Journal, which talks in detail about a lot of our events. And adventures. <laughs> Thank you. Until next time. Until next time. Because <laughs> we're not, we don't really, we're not hosting any private parties. But <laughs> I think let's talk more. <laughs> I'm not teasing. I know. <laughs> this Airbnb. So this Airbnb. So this Airbnb. My lips are frozen. <laughs> we're almost there. Oh, and are we? No, uh, no bloopers on this one at all. <laughs>